Welcome to Retiring Generously, a podcast for the charitably inclined. I'm Caleb Frankert, financial advisor and enrolled agent at Blue Jay Financial Group in Defiance, Ohio. My mission is to equip you with the knowledge and resources to be generous, tax efficient, and intentional with your retirement dollars. Let's get started. Well, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground in the first few episodes. We've talked about a couple of different strategies for tax-efficient giving. We've talked about ideas that specifically benefit charitable organizations. We talked about ideas that specifically benefit the next generation, likely your children. And today we're going to explore some ways to benefit both. As an added bonus, some of these ideas may be more beneficial to you as well. I'm talking about tax-efficient beneficiary designations. Don't worry, it sounds a lot fancier than it really is. So let's get into the nuts and bolts of it. In the last episode, we talked about Roth conversions for the next generation. In a nutshell, I shared a strategy that involved someone, that someone being you, paying taxes now in an attempt to avoid higher tax rates for your beneficiaries those beneficiaries most likely being your kids, I set it up in a way that it was kind of making a deal with the IRS. I agree to pay taxes now, and in exchange, my kids won't pay taxes when I pass away. I'm oversimplifying, but if you listen to that episode, you get the gist. If you haven't listened, go back and check it out. I think it's worth the time that you'll invest. On a previous episode, we talked about qualified charitable distributions as a great tax-free way of making donations while still satisfying the IRS's requirement to take minimum withdrawals. Again, I'm oversimplifying, but hopefully we're getting up to speed. All right. So what if you, like most charitably inclined folks, would like to be generous to both a charity of your choice and your kids? Aside from using these previously discussed strategies, there are some even simpler solutions to tax efficiently take care of both. The truth is that in some cases, by simply changing beneficiary designations, we can become a whole lot more tax efficient. So I'm going to get into various account types and their corresponding tax status to determine how to set up your beneficiaries. Really, I'm gonna get more into beneficiary types, uh, more specifically than account types. And as a point of clarification, by beneficiary designation, I mean quite simply, who is the beneficiary on the account? I think the most practical way to approach this is to first look at how different types of beneficiaries are taxed, starting with the highest or the most taxed. So for the sake of brevity, I'm going to look at three of the most common beneficiary types that I see. Now the first type is trust. I am amazed by how common it is to have a trust listed as a beneficiary. We could get into the merits of trusts and if you really need one or not, but that's not the scope of this podcast. I do understand that in the case of, let's say, a special needs trust or perhaps a second marriage situation, a trust may be very appropriate, but I digress. The truth is that the IRS does not want trusts to make money. In the past, Wealthy people have used trust as a way to kind of get around paying income taxes. 
So in response, the IRS has stepped things up. Think about this. At only $14,451 in income, that's for the year 2023, a trust will find itself squarely in the highest federal income tax bracket, which is 37%. If you look at the potential of a large sum of money being forced into tax now mode, the prospect of paying a lot in taxes becomes a real possibility. Now there's a lot of nuance to consider here when it comes to making trust beneficiaries. See-through trusts or conduit trusts can potentially achieve the intended outcome for an individual, but I generally caution folks against making trust beneficiaries. It can be very problematic. So if you plan to do this, you need to seek sound legal counsel and make sure that you understand all of the ramifications. In my experience, I've seen trusts as beneficiaries on accounts in many cases where a trust is quite simply not necessary. Again, there are cases where there's some merit to doing things this way, but again, diving into all of this is not the scope of this podcast, so moving on. Next, and this is more common, we're going to look at individuals as beneficiaries. So generally, people leave their kids or other relatives, if there are no kids, as beneficiaries on their IRAs. I don't want to rehash everything that we talked about in the last episode, but if you go back and listen, you can see the pitfalls to inheriting a traditional IRA. Again, think accelerated distributions at higher income tax brackets for your beneficiaries. Now, this is not always the case. What if you have two children and they are listed each as 50-50 beneficiaries? One child's doing really well, making a lot of money, therefore paying a lot of taxes, and the other one struggles. Maybe the other one struggles to get out of your basement and therefore has no inherent tax problem. You can kind of see the issue here. By naming them both as 50-50 beneficiaries, you may think that you're being fair and equitable, but the net effect of inheriting the asset is going to be vastly different for each of them. In this case, you may consider making the higher earner the beneficiary of your more tax-favorable or tax-free accounts such as Roth IRAs, life insurance policies, even bank accounts, which are already taxed for the most part. So hopefully this is starting to get the gears turning in your brain a little bit. This can take a lot of planning, but it may be one of the most cost-effective, tax-efficient endeavors in preserving your account values for your beneficiaries. Remember, you didn't work hard and save to leave more for the IRS, so we can't be willy-nilly with our beneficiary designations. Now, let's look at our charitable organizations as beneficiaries. Did you even know that you can set up a charity as a beneficiary on your retirement accounts? Well, you can. And because they're a nonprofit, they don't pay income taxes upon receiving the asset. They're exempt. In addition, your estate and your heirs also won't pay income taxes on the asset. So what you've effectively done is you've taken a tax-deferred asset and turn that into a taxed never asset. All right, so what about your kids? Well, wouldn't they rather inherit assets like your home or your bank accounts or your life insurance policies or your Roth IRAs? I think their CPA would say so. Hopefully, you're starting to see that coordinating your beneficiaries with your accounts based on their tax status is really, really important. Again, The point of this whole exercise is to get us thinking about how we set up each of these accounts and their beneficiary designations. With careful planning, you can really maximize the tax efficiency of your giving when you pass away. 
Unfortunately, what I often see is that people put the same beneficiaries on all of their accounts with whatever percentage it is that they would like seeing going to those respective beneficiaries. But remember, once the taxman gets involved, the end result may look nothing like the allocation that you've initially set up. It's worth the time invested to start planning your beneficiary designations, really for you and for them. So as we normally do, I want to give you three takeaways from this episode. Takeaway one would be approach your beneficiary situations from their tax situation as well as you can. Number two, because of taxes, remember, uh, even beneficiaries don't necessarily mean even net numbers after the tax man gets involved. And point number three, I'm going to say it this way. I said it in a previous podcast that I did. Work that tax code. There still is a lot of really great opportunity out there in the tax code for people who are charitably inclined. You just have to know what you're dealing with. Well, that's all for this episode of Retiring Generously. I've been your host, Caleb Frankert. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have questions or topics that you would like covered on the Retiring Generously podcast, you can reach me at podcast at bluejfg.com. If you'd like to talk about your specific situation, you can schedule a 15-minute phone call at calendly.com slash Caleb dash Frankert. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com slash C-A-L-E-B dash F-R-A-N-K-A-R-T. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to consumers in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written content on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay, unless otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.